The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene has helped thousands with her books, seminars, and online academies. She's the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Push, and a mother of two. What's up? I've been missing you. I feel like it's been so long since we had a chance to talk. I have to start this podcast off by um, giving you an apology because sometimes technology is your friend and sometimes it makes you want to take your iPhone and bang it against the side of your head, right? We recently, we, I always say we when there's been an error, I recently shared with everyone um, a couple of episodes about focus and getting really organized and systems that allow us to just do things quicker, faster, the same things that you do every single week that tend to take a ton of time and how we develop, when I say we, meaning my family and or my business associates, my partners, my team at Team Johnson, we develop systems, systems that have an exact recipe. One of the things that I shared with you is how we create our grocery list on an Excel document and how we use Myra, who's our house manager. Some people call them a housekeeper. She's like a house slash life manager slash florist, dog trainer, um, wall painter, handyman. She is the B- she is the bomb.com times a thousand. Anyways, she keeps an Excel document of all of the foods that we eat and what we shop for. And in that episode, when I was describing how before she goes shopping, this way nothing ever gets missed, she'll just fly through the list and she'll figure out if we need any of those things. She writes down how many. And if there's something that we're no longer eating, we just cross it off the list. And everybody was like, I have to have that list. So I'm like, no problem. I will text it to you. So then we set up this texting system and it's super duper dope and cool, except we crashed it. We had too many requests on the same day and the service just couldn't actually within the same hour and the service just couldn't handle all of those requests. Now it was totally my fault because not only did I put it on my podcast, but on the same day I posted it to Facebook and it went viral. Like we had, oh, I don't know, like something like 16,000 people at the same time ask for this grocery list. And so then people were mad, like crazy mad, like angry mad, like steam coming out of their ears, like a cartoon character, like like Kanye mad, like angry mad over not getting this email list. And then they would like, they tried again and again. And then they were like creating new email accounts thinking, well, maybe it was the email address. So people went to great lengths to try to get this grocery list. I am so sorry. It was, it was a technical error. We just hadn't anticipated that type of demand and the program that we were using just couldn't accommodate that many requests at once. So just so you know, this is just for those of you on podcast. This will work. I know it will this time. I promise. Oh, I shouldn't promise. I think it's going to work this time because everyone listens to the podcast at a different time. It's not like a Facebook post where it's like everybody sees it at once. So are you ready? Let's try this again. 
text if you would like my grocery list sent to you in an Excel document, which you can then customize because maybe you don't have 50, 11 million teenagers in your home every weekend because it's like legit my list. So don't judge me. Y'all, I have a lot of people to feed because this is the house where everybody hangs out because then I can hawk them. You understand what I'm saying, right, moms and dads? Okay, so if you would like that list, let's try this again. Now, if you're like, no, thank you, Shalene. I already tried that once and it didn't work. Good news for you. I'm gonna post it on today's show notes. You can just go right to my website if you're like, oh, I'm not going through that again. So if you're like, I am not going through that again, you can just go to my website, shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast, and you will see that this episode has a feature where you can click on it and download the grocery list. If you'd like to give this a shot though and see if it works from your phone, all you do is send a text to my number. It is 949-565-4337. And all you do is text the word groceries. It doesn't matter whether it's uppercase or lowercase. You should immediately get a reply that will send you details on how to get the list directly to your phone. And then you can have it on your phone. You can go grocery shopping this afternoon and maybe we can be friends again. Today's episode is also based on feedback I've received from you on my Facebook wall. And P.S., I would love for you to join me on my Facebook wall. We've got a really cool community because if you're negative and like a jerk, I ban you. It's my wall. You got to play by my rules or you don't play. And we'll only invite the cool, positive people in. And it's funny, like people are super duper positive. But anyways, if you aren't already on my Facebook wall, I'd love to have you join me there. It's facebook.com forward slash just my first name, Shalene. So I asked people, what, what do you want? What do you need next? What would be most helpful? What would you be most excited about tuning in to listen to on The Shalene Show? And I got some great suggestions, which I'm actually gonna use those suggestions for upcoming episodes. But the number one liked response was, we would like to know what a day, your average day looks like. And I'm like, okay, here you go. This is the honest truth. I could make myself sound much more glamorous, uh, much busier, much more in demand, but I'm gonna give it to you straight. From the moment I wake up till the moment I go to sleep, this is an average day. Now, certainly there are days where there are different things involved. I might be flying to do an appearance, but the majority of my days look like this. My alarm goes off at 4.30 a.m. I use an alarm called Relax Melodies. Now, it's this really cool iPhone app. I'm sure there's one for Android too. And it starts with this really soft, tones. It's almost like bells, but it's so, so soft. It's so, so soft. And it just starts to get louder, just a little bit louder over like the course of about, I think I have it set to get louder over the course of 10 minutes. So the reason why I use that is because if I'm in a sleep mode, that's a very deep sleep mode, I will sleep through the light sounds. But when I start to go into a sleep pattern where you start to become a little bit more awake and alert and you hear the tones, you just tend to wake up much more rested. It's not as startling as that, you know, that alarm that used to make me hate my mornings. So when I switched to this um, app, I, I now actually like my little alarm. And it's also really cool because it plays, I'm going to open it up for you right now. It plays these relaxing sounds for me to go to sleep. Are you relaxed? Yeah. 
Well, it's relaxing for me anyways. It kind of sounds like a fan or white noise or the ocean. And this just makes it really easy for me to sleep. I can fall asleep in two seconds when that sound is on. Okay, so let's go back to the morning. My alarm goes off about 4.30 a.m. Then from 4.30 until about 5.15 a.m., I'm doing personal development. I'm either listening to an audio program, a training program, someone's uh, perhaps academy that I'm a part of. I might be listening to a podcast, but I am doing personal development via audio, listening to it on earbuds while I'm getting ready. So while I'm brushing my teeth, putting on lotion, putting on my fitness clothes, getting ready to go to the gym, I'm also kind of waking up my brain and taking in my first dose of personal development. I leave the house around five, five, a little after five, five fifteen at the latest. And I teach three days a week. Let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, yeah, three days a week I teach at a, a fitness club to a small group of people who I've been teaching to for some of them over 20 years. They are my homies. I love them. I really feel like I'm working out with friends. I don't care whether I get paid or not. I just, I just really try to keep my nose clean and not get fired <laughs> from that job, which it, I mean, certainly it's not about the money for me. Those are my, those are my homies. They keep me accountable. And that's where I'm able to test my workouts. Cause if it doesn't work for the general population, even if it does work for me, like what's the point? So I also believe it keeps me fresh. Um, I like to do kind of like when I teach, I teach a couple of different styles. I teach a pyo class. I teach a strength training class. I teach turbo. And for a lot of those classes, I just like to entertain them and talk. It's like a podcast while they're lifting. And they're super cool because they're 5.30 a.m. people. And that's a type. That's a type of individual. Those are the people who get there like 30 minutes early for their workout. They are type A's to the max. They aren't working out to look cute or for like, you know, the next vacation that's two weeks away. These are lifestyle people. So I dig them and I love them. On the way to the gym, I'm listening to more personal development. That's another 10 to 15 minute drive where I'm getting in more personal development. And you guessed it, when I get back in my car after my class, I listen to more personal development. It's either an audio program that I'm just finishing up. Maybe there's a new podcast, but I just use, especially in the morning, I use that time for personal development. I get home around 6.45 a.m. I stay in my car and I create my to-do list or what I like to call my carefully crafted, diligently maintained to-do list. And I have a very specific way that I create a to-do list that doesn't include a lot of things. I'll do a brain dump and then I keep narrowing it down so that I know there's only three really urgent things I must get done today. I must get done today. Now, there might be 25 things I'd like to get done today, but there are three like life or death things I have to do first. If you want to know more about the specific way that I create a to-do list and keep track of it and manage it and use that to help me like bang through goals so fast that it will blow your mind, then I would invite you to join me on, uh, I do a free, a free teaching, a free program. It's a 30-day program. It's called 30daypush.com. I think we've had over like maybe 250,000 people go through it. It is free. It's totally free. Um, and not everybody makes it the full 30 days. I send you one video a day. So if you're going to do it, just promise me this. It's free. 
Don't throw it away just because it's free. When those emails show up and you're like, oh shoot, it's been seven days since I opened one and now I'm seven days behind. So what? <laughs> just finish it. Finish those videos. They're very short. They're bite-sized. Most of them are like two or three minutes. Yes, there's a few 10-minute videos, but they're all free. And I show you how to use your phone to completely organize your life. It's free. Did I mention that? And so many people, you've heard them on the show. They're like, I started off by going through your 30-day push challenge and it's completely changed my focus, my direction, my organization. So I am somebody who I, I, I do what I teach other people to do. So I sit in my car because it's quiet. There's no one asking me questions. There are no distractions. The radio has been turned off. My personal development has been turned off. Everything is quiet. I don't reply to any text messages. I don't take any phone calls. I don't look at my emails. I just focus on three things that I must get done today and everything else is secondary. I create that to-do list in that quiet, peaceful time. Now, if there's still time left, if I can get through that pretty quickly, well, then what I will do is spend a moment just kind of daydreaming or, or thinking through and visualizing what I want the rest of the day to look like. I will often use this time for prayer. Sometimes I will listen to Joel Olstein. He's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I don't know if you're a Christian, but even if you are not a Christian, even if you're not spiritual, I think everybody can benefit from listening to that man because he is so motivational and so positive. You can't help but just have like a big smile on your face and go, Psh, yeah, it can't be that bad. Things are going to go in my favor. So a lot of times I will finish my personal development listening to Joel Olstein, especially on Mondays. And then after I've created my to-do list, I'll spend just a few moments in prayer, silent prayer. And then I go into the house. It's about seven o'clock now. And um, oh, one of my favorite things, just it's the little things, right? I love the way my husband makes coffee. I love the paper cup that he puts it in. Even if he wrote it down exactly how he makes it, it never turns out the same when I make it. Isn't coffee just so much better when someone else makes it for you? So when I walk in the house, oh, it's my favorite thing is to smell the coffee, go upstairs, and I give my husband a big hug and a kiss. We greet each other. And then we just hang out in the kitchen together, drinking coffee and um, staring and talking at our children while they eat breakfast. Now we have teenagers, so they kind of come down the stairs in the morning like zombie children. And they're very big, tall, giant zombie children. Their hair is like kind of everywhere. And they have these scary, mean faces on and they don't talk. They grunt like zombies and they just mm, they sit down in their chairs and they they eat their breakfast and we just, we just stare at them and we try to talk at them and we, we see if we, I mean, at best, all we're hoping for is a mere mumble. Like if we can just get a mere mumble from them, we feel like it's a win. And then they go upstairs and get ready. My son is now of, a, of the age where he can drive them to school. That is a trip because Brett and I used to drive them, both of them, we would get in the car with them and together we would drive them to school. So now it's kind of trippy because Brock and Sierra both are in high school and they go to high school together. That is so weird. It's so weird because like, I'm so young and everything, y'all. And so they come back down the stairs dressed in their um, 
what do they call it? Uh, non-mainstream, super cool clothes or whatever. And then Brett and I look at each other and we're like, are you sure you want to wear that? And they say yes. And then they go off to school. So now it's like a little bit after 7.30. And then Brett and I will sit down and we just kind of talk about whatever is on the agenda for the day. So it is a little bit freeform. Now there are certain things that are scheduled, but usually like from 7.30 till like 8 15-ish, we kind of sit down and talk about what we'd like to do today, what the rest of the week looks like. We kind of strategize together. Then we will often go and work out together. Like we'll do a 9 a.m. cardio. We'll either take a class together, like a cycling class, or we'll go for a run together. Or certain days of the week, I meet my friend, Dr. Michaela, and we'll do a run together. But usually I'm with Brett and we'll go do cardio together because I've already done my strength training in the morning at 5.30 a.m. So if you're adding things up, you've already figured out. I've already done an hour of cardio an hour or more of personal development, a good 30, 40, sometimes an hour's worth of strategizing for the day. And it's not even 9 a.m. So when people, you know, look at their morning activities and their rituals, that's when I'm like super focused and I've got a lot of rituals. Like it is those habits that set me up for the day to think that by 9 a.m. I've already done the things that most people spend their entire day trying to get to. They try to get to their workout. They try to get to personal development. They try to get to that moment when they can plan their day and strategize their week. It's 9 a.m. and I've already done most of that. So I already feel extremely productive by 9 a.m. Then Brett and I go do usually a cardio workout. Now, when I say usually, I would say probably three to four times a week, I'll do cardio around 9 a.m. And if I don't get in at 9 a.m., it's because I'm planning on doing something in the afternoon, late afternoon, like I'll go take a friend's workout class or we will invite friends over to our house and we'll do um, like HIIT training. We have a big studio we built in the bottom of our home that kind of looks like I don't know. It's just flipping cool. Every hotel I ever went to, every gym that I visited in other cities, that's what was the inspiration behind our home gym. And as a matter of fact, if you'd like to see it, I will put up a little video of um, one of my groups of friends over here working out in my home gym so you can see what it looks like. But we've got mirrors and, um, you know, the battle ropes and pull-up bars BOSUs, equalizers, spinning bikes, treadmills, uh, jump boxes, like all this kind of cool, crazy stuff all over the gym. And we just do circuit training and hit training and really fun stuff. We call it garage fit. So sometimes we'll do that in the evening. Okay, but let's just pretend it's a typical day. And then Brett and I go do cardio from, let's say, nine until 10. And then from usually 10 until 11, we will go and get breakfast together. Sometimes it's a little later, but usually from nine or from 10 to 11, we'll go and we'll get an egg white omelet someplace or we'll um, get a juice or something. And then we talk business. Um, usually we, we really pretty much stick to business. So we'll both pull out our to-do lists and we kind of strategize and, and we go through our lists. And, and, and by the way, people might think like, oh, that doesn't sound very fun or romantic, but we, you don't understand. We both dig what we do in the biggest way. And he's really good at what he does. And if I do say so myself, I think I'm really good at what I do. So there are things that kind of go on my plate and things that go on his plate. And we, we do go back and forth and, and um, give each other ideas. But we also know to stay in our own lane. We hold hands. We look at each other. We flirt. We also talk business. But it's, it's not like, you know, 
cold and businessy. It's it's really fun for us. It's you know like when you you're with new parents and you're like okay enough about your kids already and and I remember when our kids were little we would go out to dinner and I just remember the only thing that we would talk about is how awesome our kids were like when they're little babies or toddlers like it was so adorable and and we didn't talk about much else because we were both super excited about these little creatures we had created right and that's how it feels when we are together having brunch we're talking about this little creature we've created together and that's why i always tell people it is so cool if you can do something like that together and you really honor that you both are a part of this and even if one of you is doing the heavy lifting or one of you is the front man or one of you is the idea person respect the fact that your partner makes this possible even if it's just allowing you to do what you need to do or bouncing ideas off of them or even if they're the person who has more caution and more planning and more focus and more organization, whatever it is, honor your partner's opposite strengths. Because when you do that, it makes you both better together. So that's what we do. Then we go home. Okay, meanwhile, FYI, if we're going to be honest and truthful, I have not yet taken a shower. Deal with it. Yep, it's smell-o-vision. It's not cute. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't look good. I hope I don't run into you in public because now we're talking two workouts and breakfast and it's 11 o'clock. And I'm still, you still are not going to hear me say I'm taking a shower yet. So then I go back to the house. We both go back to the house. Actually, usually Brett goes and runs some errands or he'll go into the office. And then as you know, I'm pretty introverted. So I then go home and I work in my I like to call it my dungeon office. So we have a really nice, beautiful home office with wood floors and tall glass windows and white, beautiful curtains and white couches and beautiful mosaic tiles around the fireplace and beautiful wood um, library cases and these giant desks. And it's, it's just the most beautiful, serene office. And I spend no time there because I might hear something. I might hear noise in the house. Somebody might come in and interrupt me. Somebody might ask a question. Somebody might walk by and I be, might be like, hey, let me tell you a story and entertain you. So like, even though we have this beautiful home office, I go to our very bottom floor, like the dungeon, and we have this little teeny tiny itsy bitsy, like four feet by four foot, I'm not even kidding, closet. It was a little teeny tiny wine cellar and I converted it into a soundproof podcasting booth. It would make anybody else feel completely claustrophobic. But for me, y'all, this is one of my secrets. I lock myself in that room usually from 11 until about uh, three in total. I take a break about every 45 minutes, but I lock myself in there. I put my phone on airplane mode and I get it done. Do you understand me? Like, n there's no one who can distract me and it's my own doing because I'm so easily distracted. If somebody walks by with a cute outfit on, I'm like, oh, hey, where'd you get that? And now I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And now I'm going to go onto the internet and see if I can find that on Zappos and or Amazon. And now three hours have passed and how did I get on Facebook looking at this person's photos, right? So I lock myself down in the dungeon in my hideaway office and I put my phone on airplane mode and I go to work and I start with my to-do list. I look at those three things that I placed on there 
first thing in the morning. And I start with those. If I get those done, everything else is icing on the cake. I've got the three things and then I have the 25 bajillion other things I would like to do, but I first have to get those three things done. I have to get those three things done because they propel me forward. Those three things typically relate to my push goal. This is the time when I go to work because this is when I'm most focused and creative from a bio standpoint. Like this is when I'm on fire. From like 11 till three, I cannot be stopped. Um, however, I do take a break about every, I'd say 45 minutes. I'll take about a 10 or 15 minute break. I'll come out of that room, get some fresh air, get some water, and then boom, I go back to work. I will, f- when I say I take a break for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, I don't mean I'm sitting at my desk and I just switch to something that's mindless, like online shopping. But you guys are going to think I do a lot of online shopping. I literally mean that my break is to get up out of that chair, get out of the room, get some fresh air and do nothing. Just sit for a moment and let my brain recharge. I do this because it works and there's plenty of science to substantiate that your brain recharges and produces more glucose, which makes you a more creative, more passionate, more effective thinker when you take breaks. So I do that and I continue that sequence. This is also when I do my podcast interviews for myself and for anyone else. It's when I'm doing my serious work. It's when I check in with my team. It's when I do my social media updates. It's when I um, schedule all conference calls. It is during that window that I do my work. It's Those are my working hours. It is, it's four hours a day or less, to be honest. That's the truth. And so then when I'm done, like around three o'clock, I'm seriously done. And when I say done, I don't really have much brain power left after three o'clock. I'm, I'm pretty much done. And so drum roll, please. That's my drum roll. Then, ladies and gentlemen, ta-da, I get in the shower. Yes, finally, finally, I take a shower. Now I take a shower and I love getting ready. It's truly a hobby. (laughs) I'm such a girl. I really enjoy, I love taking a shower and then like sitting on my chair and blow drying out my hair slowly and not being rushed, not being under anyone's deadline, not being late to get someplace, not being late to go anywhere, not missing a phone call or knowing there's something hanging over my head. Could I be scheduling extra phone calls and meetings and business opportunities after 3 p.m.? Heck yeah but I don't want to do that. I don't need to do that. I don't need more. I'm happy with my life. I love that I get to do these things that give me joy. And as I'm blow drying my hair and putting on my girly clothes and getting dressed and putting on my makeup, I'm listening to, you guessed it, more personal development because I'm obsessed with knowledge. So it's usually in that time frame that I'm listening to podcasts on business Um, It's also when I'm listening to the audio programs from the other online academies that I'm doing, or it's when I review research. That's really when I'm expanding my brain. And that'll usually take an hour because I like to do it leisurely. I'm not in a rush. So that's until about four o'clock, I would say. And now it's like 4.15 and my husband somewhere, I'm I'm sharing my day with you, um, somewhere we lost him along the way. Uh, I think it was when I went down to the dungeon, but usually somewhere mid-afternoon, my husband goes to the high school. So even though we run our business together, Brett also coaches high school football and he does. So my son is the quarterback at our um, 
depending on when you're listening to this, because who knows, maybe you'll be listening to this a year from now. But as of right now, he will be a senior at the local high school, Mission Viejo High School. And Brett is the, he's the the coach. He's the quarterback coach. He helps call the offensive, what do they call it? Um, what do they call it? Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. Props to me. I knew that. Yay for me. And he's the offensive coordinator. He's a quarterback coach. His dad is the head coach. So, so because his dad is the head coach and because Brett doesn't teach at the high school, he usually goes there like late afternoon, like two-ish, and he'll go to football practice. He um, is then there at the high school and he comes home with the kids. Sierra finishes track or whatever sport she's doing. Brock finishes football. And then they all come home eh, four or five-ish, depending on what season we're in. And then it's family time. That's when we kind of catch up with everybody on their day. Um, we talk about what we're going to do that night. And it's just not that interesting <laughs> from about, let's say, I'd say probably four till seven. Everyone's kind of like doing their own thing, unwinding. Uh, maybe Brett and I will go take an afternoon class if we didn't take one in the morning. Um, I might do, this is when I might catch up with friends. This is when I might catch up on the phone. This is when I might do things that are just like kind of for fun, hobbies. Um, I just putz around. This is when I play on the internet. Like there's, there's nothing really scheduled at that time. This is when I can look at my to-do list of things that I would love to have gotten done, but they weren't the three most important things. And, and I'll try to do some of those in that time frame because everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but we're, we're still at home. We're total homebodies. And again, I try not to do any scheduled work during that time. I play around on the internet. I play with social media. I try to be creative, but I just try to relax at the same time and have fun. And then we have dinner together, usually around 7.30. Um, Again, Brett is an amazing chef. And uh, what do I do? Hmm. Oh, I clean up. So he's an amazing chef. He loves doing that. It's very relaxing for him. I usually stay in the kitchen and ask my kids enough questions that they want to shoot me. They also tend to have their friends over. So we always have a ton of teenagers in the house. And so I tend to ask them a bajillion questions as well as my own kids and just, you know, connect, listen, hear them, put your phone down, close your laptop. Let's talk. Let's chat. Tell me about your day. Tell me about that teacher. Tell me what's going on. And, and we truly connect during that time. We eat dinner. Um, now, you know, I'm not going to paint the picture like we're this perfect family. We all sit down around this big, beautiful table. Like, you know, Brock sits up at the counter. I sit over at this table. Sierra's on the couch. Like we're all in the same room, but we're all like on in different locations. Do I wish we all sat around the table? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We, we do it from time to time. And to be honest, it feels a little stuffy. We're all in the same room. We're all talking and everyone kind of has their own little place where they like to sit. And yeah, from time to time, we do have like a family dinner at the table, but I'm just giving you the average day and I'm not going to tell you it is anything other than what it is. That's what it looks like. And the kids are usually in their workout gear and sweaty and smelly and and, uh, you know, I'm at this point, thankfully for everybody, I'm showered. Now, I want to talk about that for a second. And you don't have to agree with me. This is just my own personal belief on this. Number one, when my kids come home, I want them to see that I am a mom, that I'm excited they're home, that I'm interested that they're home, that I care that they are walking through the door and that they're, they're my children. And I want to make them proud. And I don't want to look like a hot mess. Now, I don't need to like look glamorous for my kids. But when they walk through the doors, I don't want them to see someone who looks like a train wreck. 
or someone who doesn't care about themselves or someone who's let themselves go. I want them to care about what they present to the world. I want them to care about themselves. I'm not saying I get all dolled up, but I do try to present myself as put together. Like I care about who I am and the message I send to the world. And, and I th- just think when you feel good about the way you look, you just, you treat people nicer and you feel better about yourself. And when I feel better about myself, my kids feel better about themselves. That's my personal opinion. I also believe, and Brett and I have been married for 20 years, that I want him to be proud that I'm his wife. I want him to take care of himself. I want him to be healthy and fit. I don't need him to have like, you know, a six pack on top of a six pack. I really don't care that much about that. You need to hear me on that. But I want to see someone who cares about their health and their fitness and takes pride in their body because it's a gift from God and that they honor it by eating healthy and taking care of themselves. And I want to do the same for my husband. I want him to know that I want to be beautiful for him and I, and I want to smell nice and I want to look nice and I, and I want to look like a lady and I want to put myself back together again, at least in the middle of the day. Now, I'm not going to say that I do this every day. You know, truth be told, there are those days where I go through that whole scenario and there's no shower until just before I go to bed. Sorry, we got to be honest here. But I, I also think that too many women, ladies, I'm talking to you, they just think, well, what he loves me? What's the point? It's just my kids. What does it matter? Why can't I just wear sweatpants every day and no makeup and look like a hot mess? And, and, and you know, who cares? Well, you care. When you look in the mirror and you go, okay, I look nice, then you feel better about yourself. You just do. That's not shallow. That's reality. And when you feel better about yourself, other people sense your confidence. And the confidence that your children have or don't have oftentimes is directly tied to how we feel about ourselves. So if you lack confidence, if you don't have the self-image that you wish you had, if you've let yourself go, if you feel you look unattractive and unkept and you just don't care and you don't have the type of confidence that you wish you had, that is being transferred to your children to the people who you care and love. So I don't get myself ready and look presentable and look like I care about myself because I'm vain or because I'm shallow. I do that because I know it makes me, it makes me kinder, it makes me more confident, it makes me happier, it makes me feel better, and therefore it makes me a better mom, it makes me a better wife, it makes me a better friend. So, you know, put on some mascara, some lip gloss, Fellas, you know, don't be afraid to eat healthy and stop drinking so much beer. Get in better shape. Take care of yourself. Tell the world that what you look like and how you feel matters because you matter. Don't take those things for granted. All right, enough about that. So now we've all had dinner. Um, The kids disappear for about an hour. It seems like they do about an hour's worth of homework each night. They help us clean up in the kitchen a little bit. Um, We have a rule with our kids that if we ask them to do something, they do it. They're, they're, there's no consequences because they're just talking back or saying, can I do this later is just, it, is, it has never, ever, ever been an option. If we ask you to do something, you do it. That's just the rule. And our kids are both great about that. I mean, they're not perfect angels, that's for sure. But they just, they do not talk back. If we ask them to do something, they do it. That's just how it goes. And um, start that with your kids young. 
so that there's no negotiations. And so they help us clean up after dinner and then they go and disappear and do their homework for about an hour, I would say. We see them again, maybe like around uh, eight o'clock, I would say, maybe 8.30. Yeah, probably more like 8.30. Sometimes they'll come down and do a little bit of their homework with us. And then we just, as a family, usually watch a couple of our favorite TV shows. And again, we're chatting. We're talking about our day. We're, you know, sharing funny stories. Uh, we've all got a great sense of humor. We all like the same television shows. And yeah, we chill out and watch dumb TV together, usually for about an hour. And then the kids head up to their bedrooms. We head up to our bedroom. And you don't really need to know the rest of that story now, do ya? That's none of your business. But I'll leave it to your imagination. I will say this. Um, even when you've been married for 20 years, you, it's just really important that you connect with each other physically, that you, you make time for that, that you, you know what I'm talking about, that you, you really make the other person feel that you love them and you're attracted to them. You want to be with them and go to bed at the same time. Go to bed at the same time together. Wake up if you can together. I try really hard to fall asleep each night around eh, 10 o'clock sometimes 9.30. But there are also nights where I don't fall asleep until 11. I hate that because you've heard how early I wake up. I wake up at 4.30. But typically, I'm trying to be in bed and fall asleep between 9.30 and 10. And most nights, I do a pretty good job of doing that by 10 p.m. But that's my day. That's a typical day. I could be doing a lot more. There are plenty of other opportunities. I just, I'm not happy when I'm on somebody else's schedule. I love the freedom. I love that even today, I had a podcast interview scheduled at 12. And my daughter said, hey, I'd love to go watch one of my friends um, who's got a baseball game. And I said, hey, no problem. I'm going to reschedule this interview. Because I don't want to disappoint her. And I don't want to miss that. I've only got a couple years left. I really am okay with letting someone else down before I'm going to let my kids down or my husband down. I turn down most opportunities. I don't add more to my plate unless it can kind of like nicely fit in that little window between 11 and 3. So yeah, that means I say no to most everything. I have to. It also means I have to be super duper focused and diligent because I have to get, like people are like, you are so crazy, crazy busy. Oh my God, I see you everywhere. And you're doing podcasts and YouTubes and Facebook and seminars and blah, 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 and academies and filming and yeah, all between 11 and 3. And it's only possible if you get focused like a laser, create systems. I have detailed how I do that in several podcasts. Scroll back through The Shaleen Show. Look at a couple of the titles and you will find that I talk about this in great detail. How I've been able to develop a day that looks like this day. This is my typical day. It's not every day, but it's my typical day. I hope that was helpful for you. I hope that you found it interesting. And I, I hope that you'll do whatever you need to do and commit to designing the life that you want, the life that feels right for you. This feels right for me. It might not feel right for somebody else. They might think this is incredibly boring, but it's right for me. And you have to do what's right for you. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.